0: and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. people um jeremy here all by my lonesome here in halifax well not by my lonesome i've got i've got bigby down by my feet here acting as my my living breathing ottoman um but bridie is uh she is now in mexico she has crossed the border a few days ago and um Uh, we, we had a really, really lovely time in LA last week's episode, we recorded basically as soon as I arrived and, uh, we ended up having uh, a few days to, to hang out in the city of Los Angeles. Uh, it was really nice to see Bridie and Todd and, and of course, Rose, uh, the pup and, uh, to get some quality kind of family time in. Uh, we we explored Venice Beach. We explored uh, some of the West Hollywood area. We went to see some comedy. I got to see Neil Brennan, who is like one of my favorite comics of all time. Um, I met Stone Cold Steve Austin in an alleyway while he was picking up his dog shit. It really was a magical time. <laughs> uh, and what was even more magical than all of that um, was... The the incredible conversations that we were able to have while we were on the road, Um, we I think we recorded a total of nine episodes. One of which is going to be a two parter that's coming in a in a couple of weeks. Um, But they were really fantastic, eye opening, um, uh, really like reflective conversations. I I feel like I learned quite quite a bit. On that trip, um, with with some of the the people that we had a chance to meet. Um, so, because Brady and I are not together, and because where she is in Mexico, um, she has no ability. She's off grid completely. So, I I really don't know when I'm going to get to speak with her again. Um, we're gonna we're we're gonna miss out on a couple of uh, foreplay sessions that you are all used to, um, but. But fret not, because, uh, like I said, the conversations that we are going to dive into over the next uh, seven or eight weeks are are really, really fucking stellar. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe make a little intro here and there throughout the the coming weeks, um, but for the most part, it'll just be the uh, the episodes that we recorded. Um, for all of you who have been along on this journey with us uh, and have you know showed your support, thank you all so much. This is really. Um, this podcast still very much is a labor of love and we, we will continue to nourish it and rear it like it is our child because technically it's the closest thing we'll ever have to a child. Um, so thank you all so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Our very first guest, uh, from Los Angeles, uh, a Toronto native, um, but living in LA living our best life. Um, so I hope you enjoy our conversation with Annabelle.
1: The thing is, like, where can I get my massage certification in, like, less than 18 months? Because that's the shortest yeah. program you can do in Canada, uh, or, or at least in Nova Scotia. And uh, like, hmm, Maybe I need to go to Thailand and live there for a year and go to massage school.
0: You're thinking about becoming an uh, RMT?
1: I just need some other shit that I can do on the road.
0: <coughs> right, right.
1: I'm trying to move my life off the computer as yeah. much as possible. And, um, I'm, I'm a huge anatomy geek and Mm -hmm. like the epitome I think for me would be like be becoming eventually like going into osteopathy, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that for sure. You need some sort of, you need like a certain particular already level of education before you can go into osteopathy. But, um, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's the kind of thing where, you know, I can park my, I'm living in a van right now. I can park mm-hmm. my van on like the beach in anywhere, and like put a sign out that's like <laughs> twenty-five dollar massages or whatever, you know, and just like make some fucking change on the road. I, not that I would work illegally in the United States. I certainly wouldn't.
0: Uh, yep. Hey. <laughs> better not be saying that on a, on a podcast. But in Mexico, to
1: or you know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah, it's a little easier to travel when you when you when you have. way to make some some change in a in
0: a pinch uh sorry annabelle i was kind of like uh distracted there trying to finagle with the the sound shit but you you're you're studying creative writing yes sweet here in in la
2: in la at an art school so it's like embedded in usually creative writing programs are in like english departments Mm -hmm. right or kind of or it's more like journalism right this is actually in an art school and it's an mfa
0: that's so, That's awesome.
2: That's really cool.
0: We kind of yeah. we. I mean, we had a we had a creative writing um, element to our training at to, Ryerson. Our, fine ar-
1: to our fine arts. Yeah, did you guys do at Ryerson? Theater. We were we
0: acting were in the acting program. Uh, okay,
2: yeah. At theater mm-hmm. school, did you do like screenwriting or something?
1: We didn't get into because sc- it was mostly theater or like writing for writing for the theater. Your, yeah. Um, creative like. Creative writing in terms of like, your, create your own production. Mm-hmm. Ryerson was very much like, if you want to work consistently as an actor, you're going to have to make your own work. Yeah. Because it's super competitive out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also not... Sheldon
0: a, Rosen was our, was our professor. Our creative that, I, writing teacher. I, I dropped his name earlier. But he was, oh, yeah. he was amazing.
1: He was a playwright. Cool. He's a playwright.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, um. American expat living in Canada. That's right. And, um, just, yeah, he's, he's written a bunch of, uh, several plays, but he, he was a good creative writing teacher for sure. He was great. Cool. He taught the actors and the dancers. And so we all, yeah. um, we were divided into little groups and we always had to like write our own performance pieces and perform them for the class. And mm-hmm. it was a really cool exercise. It was that is cool. probably
0: my favorite, like some of my favorite, uh, memories from, from school. Are, are you, I, I know that when we were talking about like stuff that we would potentially broach, you know, subject wise on, on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, you were, you had sort of jotted down sexualization and like the writing slash creativity process. Mm -hmm. Um, what's your, have you found that the theme of sex is like something that's kind of common in, in the work that you're, that you tackle or?
2: Yeah, I think I, I mean I so I've been I've had different phases with writing and creativity and where I'm interested in going with it I had a phase where I was publishing a lot of kind of longer form essays online yeah um and sharing a lot through Instagram like in my captions and writing kind of these Mm -hmm. very personal um um what's the word I'm looking for like kind of reflections yeah these sort of like expository um rants really Uh yeah Um, but i was really interested in different aspects of vulnerability at the time and i remember one of the very first things i published was this essay about um getting an std Mm. And the shame around that, and my experience with the nurses and the doctors, and kind of this um, sort of nightmarish thing at the time of being exposed to such a direct level of shaming in a really sort of like vulnerable moment,
0: mm. like so, from from your healthcare providers specifically.
2: Yeah, I was in. Yeah, I was like in the hospital. I ended up. Um, in the ER
0: oh, wow. from your from such... your STD So
2: I ended up getting uh pelvic inflammatory disease which oh, yeah. is like pid. The, yeah pid? um pid pid
0: I've never I've never pid sounds so fun pid. though
2: <laughs>
1: It's so, so cute. cute
0: pid It's
1: not cute oh,
0: I got a bad case of
1: pid <laughs> ah, my pid <laughs> It was just like that wasn't it It was just like that oh, my yeah. PID's attack
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry. So is, is, uh, (laughs) Is PID not cute? It's not (laughs) cute.
2: It's really not cute. When you, when you've worded like
0: pelvic, pelvic inflammatory, uh, disease, disorder. Yeah. Disease. Is PID a STI? STD?
2: So it's kind of, my understanding is it's the complication from untreated gonorrhea or chlamydia. It's basically why, how it's described to me, it's like, it's basically why women don't want to get or gonorrhea? Because it can lead to infertility and like all of these things if it goes untreated. Right. Um, and a lot of people don't have very strong symptoms so. until it's quite progressed.
0: Like like someone could have gonorrhea or or, or uh, and and not realize right. Yeah, so they could be getting
2: late. pelvic inflammatory disease, which is basically like a buildup of fluid right. in fallopian tubes oh. um, and it can lead to all this like scarring and all these kind of
0: Yowza.
2: fucked up things um, but a lot of people will have that happening and they won't experience any sort of like pain or uh. sensation I felt like I was being stabbed you felt it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah really early on too but I had no idea that I had an STD or anything yeah um, and I went to the ER because my like pelvic pain was so bad and it was just like building and building. Um,
1: and then they were like... What was, yeah, and what then, was the was yeah, so
0: from, from your health team?
1: So, uh, at the
2: time, I was... I mean, she was just asking me about recent partners and how many partners I was with currently. And I said that I was just with one. And... I forget exactly what she said, but she kind of insinuated that, like, she didn't believe me.
0: Mm. Oh, wow.
1: Um, As
2: if it
1: has anything to do with promiscuity anyway. Yeah.
2: And it was kind of just this weird... um, exchange of her being like, okay, yeah, but... you're clearly this, like, young, promiscuous, Mm. irresponsible person like so, how yeah, could you so, not know yeah. that like, give
0: up the goods like you're not telling me yeah everything. yeah
2: I just felt um very it didn't feel like a very like safe yeah environment and meanwhile I was so freaked out and being told all these things of like you might end up infertile and like we don't know if right. you're gonna be able to heal from this and all these things and my mother was like standing on the other side of the curtain okay oh, um and they were asking me all this stuff about my like history and I don't have that kind of like open relationship with my mother uh, and then opening the curtain and she just like walked away and then oh, no one even talked about it <laughs> so, was this
0: this was in Toronto this was in Toronto yeah right yeah yeah what, what is in like, like a downtown what is up, hospital? I had a I had I mean not similar but not dissimilar sort of experience when I went to go get just simply tested for mm-hmm. STDs and it was like a walk-in clinic and the doctor was like why are you getting tested? And I was like... Oh. Because I have sex? Be- yeah, because I'm having... I'm fucking... I'm fucking. Like, what do you mean? Why? And she goes, well, are you using protection? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm having sex with multiple people because I'm in an open relationship. And she was like... She like scoffed and rolled her eyes. And I, I was like... Oh my God. Oh. I almost got real lippy with her. Yeah. Like, I almost was like, hey, shut up and do your job. Like, just give <laughs> me the fucking cup and let me piss and get out of here. Like, I was so... I was so annoyed and so shocked that like mm-hmm. that that is a uh that that would be a, like remotely uh, that someone would think that that's an okay response to someone coming yeah. in to like take care of their own their own health mm-hmm. and um and so like to hear you know going in with <laughs> pid and <laughs> and uh and for them to like for them to question you Yet, not take what you say at face value, like that Mm -hmm. just to me blows my fucking mind.
1: It's weird when they make you feel like you're doing something wrong. Yeah. 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 I felt
2: like I was doing something completely wrong and that there was something wrong with me. And then there was a whole thing with my mother. And (laughs) I was like being told all these terrifying things. Um, And that's when I was like 21 at the time. So I was like, it was just bad. How old are you now? Around 26.
0: So what was the, uh, and this is kind of like t- toppling into like mm-hmm. sick board territory, but, um, what was the, what was the outcome there? Like, what's the recovery process? What, what happened to you physically after that experience?
2: Yeah, I was on a whole bunch of antibiotics and then I was also seeing a naturopathic doctor alongside that. Um, and she gave me a bunch of different things to kind of help prevent Scarring, which I understood to be kind of the things that I didn't want to have happen. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was like taking a whole bunch of stuff, and then I had to get another, you have to get like an ultrasound. Um, and then I was okay. I think I got an ultrasound like a few months later. So, just you Just to came make sure everything was clear. You were yeah, in the clear. And afterwards. I was okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. That's because good. it was caught relatively early. Right. Um, and treated.
0: Now, when you came out on Instagram, coming back to the writing and expressing this and being open about Mm -hmm. the experience, uh, because I, I, I don't know how long I've been following your Instagram, but I, I've seen these posts and you, they are very like, um, very personal and very like, uh, um, uh, Raw and like vulnerable posts that mm-hmm. that are quite lengthy and like you're you're exposing a lot of your personal self and personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, did you face any sort of like backlash f- from that side of things, or or was that like a really positive experience for you in terms of sharing yourself openly like that?
2: Um, I mean, I think that particular that particular time was quite. Neutral. I didn't really feel mm-hmm. like it was necessarily positive or I didn't get any really harsh backlash. I mean, there were some people who were like, Why on earth would you tell people this? Um, but at the time, I was writing a lot of these really long form things that went into like details about what was going on with me. Um, and I realized that I was interested in talking about sexuality and relationships because it's something that people so often like they'll talk about everything but yeah um and that's I don't think I write in the same way I think what I'm I mean what I'm writing now is completely different now it's more um the project I'm working on in grad school is about identity and it's a poetry collection so very different but in the space between when i was writing those essays and now i wrote a lot about relationships i was having and experiences i was in and the most interesting kind of backlash i would get would be from people that i was in relationship with mm. um even though i would never share explicit details about anyone in particular it was more so because I was writing in a personal and raw way, um, it kind of put other people on edge. So it was an interesting kind of thing to navigate and still kind of navigating it in a way of like how do you how do you write about sexuality or relationships without kind of um, stepping on anyone else's boundaries or privacy and like respecting everyone and
1: it's a big topic with like memoir writing mm-hmm. and like yeah. getting permission to use people's stories and yeah stuff like that.
0: But you even you even experienced some of that uh bride with with this project. Right? Like to a degree uh with you and your current like relationship. Oh yeah, it is you know?
1: it's a dance, it's a bit of a dance in my relationship with Todd because you know, everyone's entitled to their own privacy and like mm-hmm. not everybody wants their life on blast. And for a minute, like when, you know, you get into a new relationship, if you're someone who broadcasts weekly about your <laughs> sex life, yeah. then you're like, well, this is what I do. Our relationship, his and my relationship started at the same time as this podcast. Yeah. So it was a bit tricky, but... Um, but yeah, there's like this dance of like how to be respectful, but still use your voice and your, your self-expression yeah. to tell your story. Cause I think I'm sure you're experiencing more positive feedback than backlash on people being like, thank you. I thought I was alone, which is mm-hmm. what we get all the time. Mm. Um, yeah. So the, the benefits kind of outweigh somebody's hurt, momentary hurt feelings. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess there's a lot of, we're in the States, so there's all sorts of legal ramifications as well for putting inf- information out there that might be slanderous, like so-and-so gave me an, uh, an STI or whatever. Right. I don't know if you can sue someone for that or not.
0: I don't know how it works down <laughs> here. I,
1: no idea. I just, every time I cross the border, I'm like... I'm going to get sued. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be very we're careful. Just,
0: we're going straight to Sioux City. <laughs> God.
1: Um right so creative writing and where where else has that taken you aside from this this particular topic um, you mean what in my writing yeah like what what are you digging into with your um, with this sexualization and in, in your creative writing I think I mean it's something that I'm
2: not even necessarily in my writing I mean I've been very interested in photography since I was I think i took my first class when i was like 16 or okay. so um and i'm very interested in self-portraits and Do
0: you, are the are most of the most of the photos on your instagram self yeah taken yeah holy fuck really yeah the whole time i, I was I, the I whole luck. time i, I was luck. like man who's annabelle like oh, i gotta get i gotta, <laughs> who's I gotta, a I gotta get person? yeah i gotta get like annabelle's friends to like take my photo yeah <laughs> Holy shit. No, yeah. Wow. are
1: Yeah. Are we going to uh-huh. be able to um That's really fantastic. like sh- share your h- Instagram handle sure, with us? Yeah, yeah. What is it? It's um my first name and my middle name. It's Annabelle Blythe. Okay. the top one.
0: Yeah, they're oh, they're they're, they're wow. really like lovely photos. They're That's gorgeous. why when we first were talking earlier, I was like, "Uh, mm-hmm. oh, it, it must be we must have like mutual friends and a photographer because I was like, you must like <laughs> Yeah.
1: Who
0: who cuz there's someone taking all those photos, but it's just you. <laughs>
1: Do you do it? Do You're you like, like, I don't know
0: any photographers. Do you,
1: do you set it up like, this is my curiosity. Do you set yeah. it up and like take videos and then screenshot the best shots from um, the videos? That's what no, I would
2: do. I've, I've done that a few. So usually what I'll do is I'll like prop my iPhone up somehow and then I'll take a video and then move around, do whatever, and then look at the video to see. What the best shot is, and yeah. then I'll put it on a timer, and then I'll take a still photo. Oh,
0: yeah. interesting! Because mm-hmm. usually okay.
2: the screenshots
1: degrade the value. Yeah. It, the, the yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It just doesn't look quite as good.
1: Not the value. What am I doing? Yeah. Quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got yeah.
2: It. yeah. Um, but it's been interesting. I mean, it's not like I have some massive social media following or anything, but it's been fascinating to see people's reactions to. Those photos because <laughs> it's not even that I intend to be naked in a lot of them, but I just end up naked in a lot of them because I'm really interested in like shape and bodies and um.
0: And you're taking the photos at home, and it's like who's fucking wears clothes at home? You know, <laughs> exactly. you're taking them alone. You're at home. There's no point for having clothes on anyway.
2: <laughs> exactly. So it always kind of ends up like this, and um, it's it's interesting to see how people respond to them I mean even in conversations like when people I don't like giving out my Instagram to people I'm kind of almost like shy about it like when people <laughs> are exchanging it I'm like
0: you just gave it out to a stadium full of people no big deal
1: I'm a bit shy
2: <laughs> but I mean like when I meet someone for the first time it's like yeah, I don't yeah. I don't like for them to uh kind of read my writing or see those photos and then kind of have an I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of like assumptions. Like a preconceived um, notion yeah, based off of yeah, the shit that after read. we met for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Um but then when I see people that I know that start following me and then I see them like again another time and then kind of they always want to like bring it up in some sort of funny way. And it's interesting to
0: the nudity yeah
2: oh interesting yeah and and I mean and the writing as well if people aren't super familiar with my writing at all um so it's it's kind of interesting just to see how people perceive it because I'm not consciously like oh I'm gonna take these sexy photos now like I'm just taking these photos because it's what interests me but then I'm also hyper aware that it's perceived as sexual by a lot
1: of people right and like some sort of exhibitionism like thirst trap yeah. type shit <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's what the kids Which, are calling it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like two weeks ago I would have had to google that yeah.
0: Um, oh yeah babe I'm, I, I might be 32 but I'm fucking I got, I got the mind of a 13 year old <laughs>
1: Thirst trap. Thirst trap.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but it's but it, but it, it's it's your it's not that it's your it's your it's your art it's your expression it's your self expression. Yeah. It's your, yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I'm always kind of interested in where, in what people perceive as sexual and what people right. perceive as something else, and mm-hmm. I mean, multiple people will look at the same thing and have a totally different experience, of course. Um, But it's interesting when you're putting pictures of your naked body on the internet.
0: Right. Turn Me On we will be right back after this word from our sponsors. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Has it come into play at all in your dating life? Oh, so. or, or like, cause you say like you meet someone and you're, you're hesitant to like give out mm-hmm. your, yeah. your, you know, like your online presence. Yeah. Um, but like, have you, cause like I've, I, so the, the other day I, w- I was at the, I mean, Halifax is a fucking small city, but I was at the bar mm-hmm. and I was playing pool with my friend Kyle and we were waiting for the table to come available. And there was a, there was two, uh, two women playing a game before us. And so we kind of like, they lost and we, we were up. So I took the pool cue from her and I was like, thank you. And then she was kind of like hanging around. And while me and Kyle were setting up to play and, and her and I struck up a conversation, I was a little high on mushrooms, I think. So I was like, I was in this, like in this state where I was like, I, I, I like to pretend I'm someone I'm not in that mode. And so I was like, and I was on a roll. I was on a tear already with like my friends. I was like telling a bunch of really Funny lies, um, it's a little fun game that I like to play—just lying to people. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so she's she was asking me these questions, and I was like, I was just saying just really absurd things that just are not true at all for my own entertainment. And I could tell that she could tell that I was not being fully transparent. And uh, I
1: would have been so fucking annoyed. Oh, she! <laughs> if I had been picking up on that, I'd be like, dude. Put your Peter Pan hat on <clears throat> and sprinkle your fairy dust and get the fuck out of my face.
0: Uh, well, hey, I, <laughs> this person was wanting to talk to me. And then, so I was, I, was, I was trying to make them laugh. And we, ha- we ended up having like a nice long kind of conversation throughout the game. And then I w- the game was over and I had to return to the birthday party I was at. So I was like, okay, well, nice to meet you. Take care. Bye. And I left. The next day, this person had added me on Instagram, liked a bunch of my photos. And I, w- and I, I had a thought like... There's there was some effort there. Like that person she didn't mind you. That person had to find to me. That person had to like maybe ask some people at the bar or like
1: what's Peter yeah. Pan's real name? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and in my in my head I was just like, oh, that's such an interesting thing. Like this person saw mm-hmm. me. They were like, Alright, I'm I'm gonna do some digging to like find them, and then I'm gonna make it known that I've found them. So which bringing that back to the question I asked you, it's like you yeah. meet someone, you're maybe hesitant to give out your information, but like, have you ever had s- somebody who might be like courting you? To, uh, uh, now I'm showing my age. <laughs> it's like uh, one of my
2: favorite terms, actually. Courting. I love courting, oh. it's great.
0: It's so good. It's a good one. Um, it's yeah. kind of like search you out and then, f- yeah. and then find you that way. Mm-hmm like has and but has that been like a positive experience a negative experience
2: um it's i yeah i uh, <laughs> i feel like it's not again it's one of those things it's not it's not really positive or negative but i'm i'm like hyper aware that it's happening mm-hmm. like as soon as someone who is interested in me or I'm interested in them, they start following me on Instagram. I'm like, Oh, now, you know, Yeah. right. <laughs> like, right. Maybe you didn't know before, but like now, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's kind of this, this thing. Um, I was actually making a joke with someone I just started seeing recently who said that they, um, they were telling someone that they know in their life about me. And this person looked me up on Instagram like through finding them, they didn't like send them my Instagram, but they right. found me and I like made a joke and I was like, Oh, so like they've seen my bat. Like, what?" Do I think? <laughs> but it's kind of, I liked, I mean, I like to joke about it because I'm, I like to kind of take the the weight out of it, but then I'm also very aware. um, Like there are people who follow me who won't, like any of the photos where I'm, you can like see my whole body. Mm. um. But then the like
1: like ones in my face. I see this oh a my, lot okay. because I've it's been following a lot of like van life stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of van life uh, photos with like half naked women in them. Mm-hmm. And it's like people in the comments will be like, why do you have to show, like why do you have to show all that skin? Mm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm here to look at Vans, but, but, and people are like, it's just like,
0: I like my van skinless. (laughs) God damn it.
1: It feels kind of trolly. It's like, why leave? I mean, you know what? Don't lecture me on how or how I may not use my body in my photos for whatever purpose Mm -hmm. I want. Um, Do you feel like your creative writing and your photography and Instagram are like uh, like part of your um, I guess like your artwork or your career or like what do you feel like you're building like a, a body of work creatively? I'm just wondering if you see it more of a, as like a less of like uh, this is my Instagram and I, I, I come here for news and or is it like basically more of a, a project?
2: It feels like a project.
1: Mm. It feels like a project that I'm not sure what I want
2: to do with yet, but it feels um, like I've gone through different phases with Instagram of posting all the time and and posting in different ways. And now it's like I post quite intentionally when I feel like there's something that I've created that I want to share, whether it's a photo Mm. or a piece of writing Mm. um, or both. Um, But yeah, I can't exactly say like where it's, going but i see it as something that's like taking shape if that makes sense
0: yeah your instagram definitely has like a there's like a presence to it whereas you know it's, it's unlike i think of like my dad's instagram and i'm just like you know it's just like random yeah picture of the cat and you know and then and then like my dad's honest a and some other fucking random shit that and like pictures like,
1: from my life which is, is what a lot of people yeah. use it for yeah yeah
0: Whereas, like I, I don't. That I rarely, I rarely do that. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Where it's like I'm gonna put something up more often than not to say something. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, or that just like straight thirst trap pics St- of <laughs> my butt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what? Okay. So basically, no one
0: wants to see that <laughs> A little flat Jeremy butt.
1: Your butt is on the Instagram, right, with your tattoo on it?
0: Uh, somewhere, A few probably. Times, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I maybe this is, I don't mean to sound uh, like at all ageist about this and, but maybe you're um, maybe you're, I don't want to say too young or not old enough to have like thought about this, but you, before the mics came on, we were talking about traveling all around to school mm-hmm. and like you've, you've traveled quite a bit and, and you studied psychology and now you're studying creative writing at an art school. And, you know, one of the big questions I always have for myself is like, what the fuck is this trajectory? Mm-hmm. What is the through line here? And now I'm 36 or 35. I can't remember soon. 36 and, yeah, and It's almost, it's almost my birthday. Yeah. Um, is like now only now can I look back and go, Oh, this has been a theme that everything mm-hmm. that I'm doing is actually connected to one or two threads that have run my whole, like through my whole life. Yeah. So is it, have you, have you sensed like not knowing where you're going necessarily with this project? Um, what's your, what's your experience like that with, with that sort of uncovering of your purpose or mm-hmm. direction? <laughs> Go. <laughs> um,
2: I, I think about this all the time because I feel like there are, there are people who have such a clear single focused um, mission Mm. and then there are people who are sort of like all over the place and I feel like their mission is about finding that thread but letting themselves getting like pushed all over the place and I've very much been all over the place and done all (coughs) sorts of different things Um, and I mean even in between studying psychology and being here I was teaching yoga and then I was studying meditation and then I was like bartending and then I worked in kind of like the life coaching space and then I was just really sort of all over the map but I realized what kind of like draws me back again and again and I noticed this particularly in my creativity is um being a the most like fully expressed version of myself is really important to me um in whatever I do and how that expression comes out it's it's been like pulled out of me in different ways at different points Mm. in my life but I feel like expression is a thread and then also um I don't know if embodiment is really the word but getting I'm really interested in like how can we most fully inhabit our lives Mm. yeah I love that (laughs) I Um, love that and I feel like that comes out in different ways but they're all sort of these sort of floaty things that don't feel super tied to me but they're it's um sort of like these little beacons or things that I'm always kind of reaching towards if that makes sense at all, I think it does. Mm-hmm. It makes
1: sense to me in in um, in terms of like, it sounds like you are wide open to following your curiosity and seeing where it takes you. Mm-hmm. And when you said like all over the map, I just thought my thought was like all over your map. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. there's there's like there's certain things that I can identify that I'm like, I'm definitely not ever going to engineering school. <laughs> like that is just like. I don't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Because I used to wa- It'd walk... It would be really
0: around, weird if you were worrying about that though. Yeah. You know? But
1: like what if I'm missing a huge... Yeah. What if I'm really good at engineering? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know? but yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, that's... I'm, I don't worry about that. Right. But there are some things I'm like, well, you know, like maybe my curiosity will get me in that direction at some point. Mm-hmm. But like... But I also have concern of like getting lost in one thing because I do like to dig yeah. deeply. Like this is my experience with film is like okay, I've been doing it now for two years, and I feel like I'm at a crossroads where it's like I can go further into this. It's not the healthiest lifestyle for me. So if I go in, if I'm going in wholeheartedly, if I'm really going to do this, it's probably going to feel really unhealthy for a stretch of time and like uh, maybe unproductive. And yeah, I'm going to have to put away some other things that I'm doing because I just, it's I can't spread myself that thin anymore. Or... I'm gonna go, okay, film. As much as I hate to feel like I'm falling behind in something that I'm interested in, I might have to put you on the back burner and see if I come back in like a couple of years or five years, maybe I'll be led back into this. But I'm at this crossroads right now where I'm like, I gotta either be all in or just set it on the back burner for a sec. Mm. Mm. Um, Sorry, I just made that all about me. but. Um, but I, I think that's a it's really connected. important, like it's, it's something that I, I hope more people can connect to that sense of like, just trust what you're doing. If you're really open to your curiosity and, and that's going to take you into a really unique and authentic self-expression.
0: Mm-hmm. There was a quote, uh, that I read the other day that what you're talking about right now just reminds me of it. Cause I was doing some writing, um, out at a cottage uh, and I was kind of like looking for some inspiration and it's... What is it? Amy Poehler. Um,
1: While you're looking that up, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts on my drive and I Mm -hmm. I listened to the entire um, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend uh, podcast series.
0: Fucking love that show.
1: And he's talking to Tina Fey who's fucking amazing and Tina Fey... Quotes Amy Poehler as saying, "Movies are boring and acting is embarrassing," and I just thought that was really, really <laughs> funny because she's also a filmmaker That's and, amazing. and an actor. And I and I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree that acting it is it is embarrassing. Um.
0: um find it? Uh, yeah. Um. You attract the right things when you have a sense of who you are.
2: Mm. Oh that's
0: nice i like that yeah yeah like when you are like when you when you have when you find a way to like just live as authentically as fucking humanly possible you just tend to find your way into the things that make sense for you and and i think there's like a lot of riches to be gained from that not 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 necessarily financial riches but Mm -hmm. like life riches yeah um and I've been thinking about that a lot lately. It's interesting that this is coming up right now.
1: I, it, it, and just the way you say it seems like probably very oversimplified. Um, but the, I, I, but it takes a lot of work oh, fuck to yeah. know yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of internal, introspective types of work. Yeah. I think.
0: yeah and I think it's very easy to push away. Those parts of yourself, like out of fear of not being understood or, or, um, you know, or like the thing that I'm sure lots of people have felt of like trying to be something that you're not for the sake of, you know, your parents or for the sake of society or whatever, like, you know, coming out of high school and feeling like, oh, I guess I got to go to university now and become an engineer because that's the way you make like pay the bills. (laughs) But instead, yeah. you know, actually digging deep and finding the things that actually truly speak to you and then utilizing that to find your path, find your way.
1: Speaking of which, what's your relationship like with you said your parents weren't thrilled about the idea of you taking a gap year after high school. So what, what do they think about what you're doing right now with everything? <laughs> They're highly confused. <laughs> <laughs> First she gets paid,
0: (laughs) then she (laughs) fucking moves to LA to write. I don't know.
2: Um, Yeah, I mean the trajectory of I left home when I was seventeen, and the trajectory of my life from seventeen to now has been so all over the place. And they're very like linear people, yeah. And I. I used to spend a lot of time trying to convince them that like I had a plan, I had a strategy and like this is what I was going to do, but that never happened. So now I'm kind of I mean I just saw them for the holidays. They were like, "So, you're graduating in May. Like what's next?" I was like, "You know, I don't know. Like I don't I don't have a plan. I'm going to see what happens and where life takes me and I'm like looking at these different things,
1: but who knows?" I'm like, "Okay." yeah three months that's three (laughs) months away what am I what do you mean I don't know I have a lot you know to process and like develop in the next three months yeah
2: yeah so it's it's interesting how um I've been trying to lean more and more into my sort of non-linear nature and I feel like it's actually worked out quite well and been pretty expansive for me in the past like year or so um but it's interesting to have the reflection of like very linear parents and very linear kind of family um, dynamics.
1: What's that mean leaning into your non-linearness? <sighs> um, for
2: me personally, it's allowing myself to follow my curiosities and my impulses and not trying to strategize so much because I think in the past I was always trying to find like, okay, so I'm doing this now. So what's that going to mean later? And then what's that going to mean after that? Mm. Whereas now I'm trying to like more so immerse myself like where I am. Um, and just being open to different possibilities and not trying to, I mean, really just not trying to plan so much and Uh, let things be a bit more spontaneous.
1: I think sometimes when we have a plan, we're, we have such We can be that linear focus of that tunnel vision and, Mm -hmm be oblivious to the like thousands of opportunities presenting themselves every day. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you, uh, what are your thoughts on y- another thing that you kind of, uh, mentioned about potentially bringing up and it's something mm-hmm. that i I find very interesting always is, uh, living a, a, a year of unintentional celibacy, <laughs> uh-huh. year ish of unintentional celibacy. Uh, tell yeah. us about that.
2: Yeah, um, that's, I mean, it was like, it was half intentional and half unintentional. Right. Um, I went through a really kind of major breakup about two years ago. Um, and as that relationship was falling apart, all these different aspects of my life were kind of shifting. And I realized how much my identity was like wrapped up in this person in our relationship and then how much my identity was wrapped up in relationships and sex and sexuality in general Mm. um so maybe about like six-ish months after the breakup I made a little rule for myself that I just wasn't going to sleep with anyone until I'd been dating them for like over a month um which was not my pattern in the past Mm -hmm. um and that just naturally turned into me dating less and at first it was sort of like I wanted to get really clear on who I was without, um, without sex being like the connector, Mm. if that makes sense. Um, and then I was also interested in like taking a little bit of a break from dating because I was kind of looking into my different, um, like kind of Codependent tendencies in my past relationships, and I had never really had, I'd never been single for more than like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so I kind of like made this little pact with myself, and then it just turned into like all of a sudden it had been like 10 ish months since I had slept with anyone, and I like dated a little bit, but spent a lot of time alone. Um,
0: was, yeah, was it really was it like a fruitful endeavor?
2: It was. Yeah. It really was. It really was. Um more so just realizing how it's kind of like I was so used to being wrapped up in a relationship, whether it's like in a committed partnership or not, or even just dating someone, that kind of almost like taking that out of the equation and not dating so much and then also not sleeping with people, it was really fascinating to um, explore, like, my own identity to my own sexuality and how I was interested in pursuing relationships, having, like, space from that. Because I'd never done that before.
0: Mm.
2: So it ended... I mean, I didn't intend for it to be, like, a year. Right. And I really didn't think that was going to happen.
0: Did you? Did you get, like... Because I'm okay, so I'm I'm hearing you say this, and I'm like, and I'm in a position right now where like, Bridey's away for five months, Becca's mm-hmm. gone away for a year. I'm like, I this very well, I very well could fall into that same territory. Mm-hmm. And when I think about that, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I, I think I just start like, I'd just be a fucking total mess, and like, I'd be so horny that I'm just like, I gotta like, I gotta like, like step into the cafe bathroom to, you know tug one out I, you know I I'd, I'd hate myself I, I don't I'd like I don't, I don't know what would happen I, I'd, I'd implode or something um, did you was there was there any part of you that was like did you just Imploding? get Imploding? yeah like did you just get like like did your we were talking about libido yesterday but like uh, did your did your libido kind of uh, wane or or did you find moments of like just being super like oh my god I I I, I feel like I need to satiate this part of me but I'm gonna like I'm gonna resist it.
2: So that was like the most the most (sighs) interesting thing was that um like there were only a couple people that I got close to having sex with. Right. And but in the spaces in between those people when I like wasn't dating or I was literally just spending so much time like with myself and with my friends. It's like my libido just sort of disappeared it's like out of sight out of it mind was, it was so bizarre and I hmm. didn't think at all that was going to happen but then as soon as I started like seeing someone new then I was like very hyper aware of the fact that I hadn't had sex in a long time right was, like, yeah <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Like, wait a second so it kind of there was this interesting like fluctuation where it sort of like flipped off and on mm-hmm. that I didn't expect at all
1: hmm yeah. Did you find, uh, we had an interview, or a conversation once with um, Andrea Bain. She has a podcast called Single Girl Problems. And mm-hmm. she was talking about people who would like get annoyed on the first date when they found out that she's
0: not she's going gonna to have sex with them. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it was an interesting kind of uh, like filtration
1: system for people. <laughs> right. This you is know? my filtration system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. And what kind of response did you get to that?
2: Um, It was actually pretty, it was a pretty positive experience. I ended up dating people who were significantly older for me for whatever reason in that year. Um, And everyone was like pretty respectful.
1: And willing Um, to like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But it was interesting to see where, like, at what point, pe- like, they would kind of take me seriously for the first few dates or times we were hooking up, and then it was like, okay, but like, are you at, like, is this actually a thing? And I was like, no, no, this is actually a thing. Yeah. Um,
1: so that so was so funny. Interesting. How that it's boundary so kind of gets like gets blurry. Like, okay, you have a boundary, but we'll see but what do we can you do really? about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Maybe if I'm. Just you Charming wait, enough Wait till you really get to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And I mean it was more so It was more so for myself And just to almost like See if I could If I could do it And like how I could relate To people um, With sex off the table
0: mm.
2: Which was really fascinating
0: What was it like When you came back When you stopped When you came back Yeah when you, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you came back alone well, Yeah <laughs> What was it like When you came back To the dark side
2: <laughs> I mean great
1: it was great.
0: Like, were you... Um, uh, what's that thing that Amish <laughs> kids get to do? Um,
1: it's like a gap year, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They basically... It's like you're an adult now. You get one Amish? year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... Yeah. When you turn 18 as an Amish kid... You have the choice. They, they basically go, all right, cool. So this is your... I forget the, the term, but there's a term for it where they go, you are now allowed uh, for... It's like one month or it's something. Eleven, eleven. I love you. I love you too. Uh, it's like one month where you can go... Do all the drugs you want. Drink as much alcohol as you want. Have as much sex as you want. Go like do all the things that you have not been allowed to do. And when you return, if you return to the to the family, uh-huh. you will not be able to rum do wow. rum wow. And when you do rum it's like they go fucking all out. Get it all out of their system. And and apparently like nine times out of ten, once they've done it, they come back and they go, not for me. Wow. Not my thing. What did you go through a little bit of a (laughs) bit of a rum spring when he came back? Like, were you just like, I'm fucking everything.
2: I actually didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of that's sort of what I expected. Yeah. Because this year just sort of happened. And then I. I don't know, but that wasn't. It's like it really kind of shifted something in how I relate to other people. And um, I think a lot of it for me was my last breakup was sort of traumatizing in different ways and i needed to feel a sense of like safety with the person that i was connecting with mm. so taking sex off the table was like establishing i don't know it was a, a different a tool level for that. of yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it was a different level of like trust at the time but i think something in me shifted and i just view sex differently than i did before cool yeah
0: huh. Has it, did it have any effect on your, on the creative side of things? From a writing perspective or a photography perspective?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, when I, when I'm, I, when I'm having sex with people, I write about sex more.
0: You write like during the se- during the sex. You're during. like, yeah. Yes. You're yeah like, you're just like, like one hold on. hand yeah. on your notepad. Yeah, right. yeah.
1: Me too. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> definitely, it definitely changes. Like, it. I mean, it shifts something. I'm not like super consciously aware of like what, what the yeah. what the difference is. Um, but I mean, spending the better part of a year not having sex and pretty like single, single. Um, a lot of my writing was more focused, um, like introspectively. Mm than on my, like, relationships with the world because I was just in less relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And spending Mm -hmm. more time alone. Right. So that was really interesting.
1: I feel like a lot of us millennials um, could really benefit from a year of intentional celibacy because, like it's so much a part of the way we were brought up, like sex sells. Um, This is like, you know, part of the trajectory of your life is like, you get a boyfriend, you get married, Mm -hmm. you have a baby, like you have this, like, you know, you have this, these trajectories that are, we have these trajectories that were set out for us. And I think a lot of people listening to it, my guess is this, uh, listening to this are are probably looking at their own, maybe, um, boundaries when it comes to sexuality, like I think a lot of, um, women are more likely to just be like, yeah, I mean, I'll have sex yeah. now if, totally. if that's what's happening. When, if they were able to take some time and, and be like, is this actually something that I'm into that I want to mm-hmm. do or whatever? Cause it, it's almost so casual now that it's like, it's really just a way of saying like, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> you know? And like nothing yeah. necessarily deeper than that. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of us developed our identities around like who's paying attention to me. Mm. Like what kind of attention am I getting? How, you know, I can maybe get this person to like me if I'm like, if I go there, if I go into this like more sexual side of myself. And, and yeah, and like, it's like, that is so loud and proud and out there (laughs) that there's a certain sort of like quietness and introspective that we could all benefit from. Totally. So Jeremy, I think you should just commit to a year of celibacy.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> no. He's uh, got some work to do on there.
1: himself. He's just <laughs> denying his, his own internal work.
0: Well, I just, no. <laughs> okay. No. I just, I just don't, um, I just don't want to. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't want to.
0: Okay. It gots.
2: was <laughs> <laughs> It's, It's not like you have to go live in a
1: cave and wear robes and things.
2: Although I was making a joke to my friend at one point where I was like, I think I'm just going to go live in a cave now.
0: And wear robes. (laughs) 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 Well, I'm I'm in the opposite side of things where I have, I have like, I actually want to explore what it feels like to be single Mm. for the first time since we got married. Yeah. You know? Because well, even
1: before that, right?
0: Because you weren't... Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck. Like, since grade 10. Yeah. Isn't know? that yeah. so
2: wild, though? Yeah. Like, I had started dating when I was, like, 15, yeah. whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But I had never... And even in my, like, two or three months of being single in between relationships,
1: it's like, there was always someone there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've ne- I've really it's never crazy. had that. Yeah. And so now it's like, I've, I have a year to kind of do that.
1: There was that summer, like, after we both broke up with our significant others and like you went home to Nova Scotia and I stayed in Toronto where there was like four months where we weren't a couple. Yeah. We were like seeing other people. Mm -hmm. But like you said, he was kind of there. Like he was, yeah, I knew he was coming back, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, that was probably going to be a thing.
0: You know, I was coming back, but you had intentions of never, never connect, keeping it going. Whereas I was like, (laughs) no, I'm going to, I'm going to put a ring on that finger. Make sure that sticks around. Um, yeah, that's, I'm, I kind of want to explore what it's like, what, what, what is that like? Because it's all right. So Becca's gone. Right. And like, uh, you know, talking about how, how, um, codependent you become on people. It's like my time with Becca is very, we spend a lot of time together and now we're not going to have that time together. And so I think it's going to be really great for my work. You know, cause I. Does
1: Becca really get in your way when it comes to getting your work done? A,
0: so a little bit, honestly, yeah. yeah, like a little bit, because yeah. I, I lean into, I just lean into the comfort of, it's easy. Of, it's, yeah, it's easy, it's like a good, it's a good way to distract myself from work, mm-hmm. where I don't have that now, right, mm-hmm. and so to try to find a balance between my work, but also like a dating life, I, I've never had that.
1: A dating life where you're not looking for a significant other, like you're not looking, or are you looking for a long-term partner?
0: I'm not saying I am or I'm not. Right. I have no idea. Right. I'm I'm open to like following whatever the possibilities might be. Mm. Um, yeah. Cool. But I'm not seeking that. I'm not like actively seeking that. Mm. Anyway. Cool. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I'm not <laughs> being celibate for a year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, one, one other thing that I'm, I'm actually really curious about is the difference between dating in Toronto versus dating in, mm. in, you know, Venice.
1: La La Land. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Do you date many actors? Yeah. How, many How many headshots?
0: How many headshots do they bring to dates? Oh my
2: God.
1: Um, I actually
2: have dated no actors. Okay. Wow. Um, I've dated people who have acted, mm-hmm. but no active Actors Ugh. It's because you're
0: um, in Venice I feel like if you are up this yeah, way Yeah, Venice is a you, little bit different Yeah
2: yeah. Although I've dated people all over the city um, It's fascinating here though It's a very different world And LA is just such a bubble mm. um, And I mean even like there's Have you guys heard of Raya? It's a dating app here raya uh, raya
0: is that the like exclusive it's like the one? exclusive yeah but don't you need to be to, like a celebrity to be on there
2: uh, kind of, like yes but no like i know a lot of people who are on it who aren't famous
0: um how famous do you need to be
2: <laughs> how many instagram followers do you have to have i really yeah. think it's instagram follower based yeah. because i know people oh,
0: i'm downloading who... it right now <laughs> <laughs> i've got if, if um, it's instagram i mean i you know, know I a lot of people many.
2: who are on it who uh Just have a lot of Instagram followers, but then I know people who were denied for whatever reason, and then also a lot of it is like you have to get someone to refer you.
1: Oh, Um, okay.
2: So that's a that's a funny. So that is that
1: the dating app you're on?
2: I'm not on. No, no, I don't think I could get. I've actually never used a dating app.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, which is interesting. How do you meet people? How do I meet people? They just appear in the world. they just approach Um, you in coffee shops and things like that? Literally. Yeah. (laughs) That always fascinates me. That's never happened to me. Um,
2: But yeah, LA, I mean, there's a lot of like Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah.
1: So.
0: What is Peter Pan syndrome?
1: Like you don't want to grow up.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: I'm going to be a boy forever. (laughs) forever. Yeah.
2: Exactly. So there's been a lot of that and dealing with that and then it's also kind of a very like transient city Mm. um so i mean my last relationship is with someone who lives here and is still here um but i mean there's just more people who are in the entertainment industry and doing different things that take them in different places and um, it's almost like there's so much choice here. Even in the fact that there's so many fucking people who live here. It's crazy.
0: There's a lot of people that live there's in this city. There's a lot of people
1: that live in the city. <laughs> it's a huge city. You can city. drive an hour it's and still be in so the same long. city. <laughs> It's crazy.
2: um, So just those, I think they kind of affect dating versus Toronto, which is a lot smaller and Mm. um, feels more um, like normal.
1: Canadian. (laughs) It's very Canadian. Yeah, more
2: Canadian. In terms of like what people are doing and what people are looking for and people are generally like living there and grounded, (sighs) whereas here it's a bit more like floaty all over the place and like (laughs) I'm 40 years old but still not looking for anything serious, Mm. you know? Mm. So... And that's not where you're at
1: right now either. I assume like in in your quest of of complete, um, fulfilled uh, um, Mm self-expression is that's doesn't sound like it's necessarily on your like top priority list to find a life partner to walk the, the life with you. But I could be maybe I'm assuming that.
2: Yeah, I mean, relationship is so important to me that I'm always kind of... I mean, I'm always, like, wanting... I feel like it's a sort. it's been a source of stability for me, mm. and I'm always wanting that, like, structure and stability while still wanting, like, a shit ton of freedom mm. to, like, live my own life and do my own thing and explore what I want to explore. I hear you. Yeah.
1: Do you think that's, so, like, a new... Uh, like we as women kind of coming out of this time when you know a lot of our status had to do with like I'm married or Mm -hmm. you know like betrothed or whatever and now it's like well I still want that like you said like the structure and the groundedness but I also want to be able to do whatever I want Mm -hmm. because maybe not I personally but I and the generations of women before me have been like Oppressed for so long, um, that I just basically I want to be able to do everything. Yeah. Just, what do you? I mean, it's kind of like, like
2: wanting it all, you
1: yeah. know. Yeah.
2: It's like I want the life partner, but I also want the free. Like, I mean, I've had so much freedom being single for like two-ish years now. Yeah.
0: Mm. It's I like d- I want. I think a, that exists though. Totally. I think so totally. Too. I think. I don't so think too. it's like a, an unattainable.
2: I don't think yeah. so at all. Yeah. But it's like...
0: Because there's other people out there that feel the exact same way.
1: Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Partners. Yeah. Well, like you and I kind of have that.
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, big time.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, this has been uh, a real <laughs> treat. And for our first guest here in LA. Oh my uh, gosh, I'm your first LA guest. you yeah, first LA guest. No. We, we recorded an episode last night, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. But you're our first uh, sit-down guest, which has been... Such a pleasure. So um, nice. And uh, yeah, I want to <laughs> say thanks for thanks for taking the time out of your day to come hang out with us in our for lovely me. E1 uh, recording studio here in, uh, where are we? Fairfax?
1: I think it's Fairfax. This
0: yeah. is Fairfax. Yeah. There we go, yeah. Uh, our old Fairfax. stomping ground where we spent a when bunch of When they called
1: it the Fuller House, I was like, oh my God, it's like the sequel to the Full House
0: House. <laughs> is the Full House House the Fuller House? I think that's what it's called on Netflix. Really? Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, full, Fuller House. Yeah. Not that's Fuller funny. House. Not like this Fuller. It's like Fuller House. Full it's house, more full. Fuller. It's more full. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not yeah that house. So uh, thank you for, <laughs> thank for you guys. coming to hang out. Uh, thank you again, E1, for letting us uh, use the recording studio here, and thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we will be back next week with another episode another conversation from another la LA
1: special Mm -hmm. la exclusive
0: yep uh and in the meantime go over to apple Podcasts, uh leave a rating and a review and smash the subscribe button uh all those things are important and go to patreon.com slash turn me on if you want to hear some fun exclusive shit like bridey reading her diary at four years old talking about banging boys in the back of the bus
1: wow Definitely wasn't doing that.
0: I, I don't know, man. You said some stuff that I was like, Jesus, who's this girl's parents? <laughs> um, and uh, there's a bunch of other fun stuff over there. So patreon.com slash turnmeon if you want to see more and support the podcast uh, with your wallet.
1: If you like what you hear, you can reach out to us on Instagram, On uh, turnmeonpodcast or on our website, turnmeonpodcast.com. There's submission forms there if you want to be a guest on the show or if you have a question or a query or you'd like some advice, uh, you can also email us at termionpodcast.gmail.com
0: That is it for this week.
1: Until next week.
0: Go fuck yourself.